0: baby but Be- no we're not behind the paywall just yet welcome <laughs> superhero stuff you should know yep. andrew here and benetavius maximus aurelius the third
1: yes and uh we have a quick announcement before we get into some of the stuff we are officially part of the geekscape podcast network this is a new podcast network for us run by jonathan london and matt kelly um, jonathan you can see next to stan lee here harnessing the power of geekscape uh, over there, but uh, yeah, he uh, we actually Andrew and I both saw Jonathan lead uh, a panel about ten years ago or so, eleven years ago at LA Comic Con, where we met Michael Yuzlin for the first time. And oh, was uh,
0: he he was there for that? I'm sorry, was, I, I forgot about it.
1: He was the guy leading the the panel uh, oh, back then. So just in a weird coincidence around like last year when we did the episode with Yuzlin, I met him at an event. And I brought up the fact that uh, you know he had recently interviewed Michael Yuslin as well, and so we both had him on our respective shows, and we got to talking. And he invited me on board for the the GeekScape Podcast Network, and um, you know this guy's one of us. He's a huge comic book fan. He's been podcasting for years. He's he's a creative like Andrew and me. He's a writer director, uh, you know, in L.A. So you know, very happy to be part of that, uh, and uh, hopefully it leads to some cool collaborations in the future. So yes. Uh, thank, thank you, Keepscape. Happy to be uh, aboard. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to news for this week, we continue to go into the tweets from co-head of DC movies and now official Superman legacy director James Gunn. It was official. It Was the worst kept secret ever since Safri kind of brought it up <laughs> in the, the worst uh, secret.
0: But like, really though, why in the fuck did they not like come clean with that immediately? Was it? I just, I really thought that they were going to get like Spielberg on the job, at, which is, it's fine that they didn't, but it was just like, you know, it's just like, I thought it was weird that they didn't say that at first. Uh, I guess he just didn't know if he had the bandwidth to take, to take it on. I
1: think that's the most likely explanation. Because yeah. i like, if you're running this thing and you're overseeing all these different projects, like, you're going to add more on top of your workload? Like you said in the uh, that other video, like, does he ever sleep? He's already written all this other shit. <laughs> you know to direct a major motion picture especially like the next superman reboot like i think he just needed some time to process like okay if, if i am going to do this how am i going to do this i think that's the simplest explanation outside of potentially having other directors in mind who said no i that mean that could he be said, a possibility too he
0: literally said i mean he when he said i've uh, you know we have this creature commandos show and i've already written all 10 episodes it's just like <laughs>
1: god damn man what Wall is waller Peacemaker season two and Superman legacy. Oh, yeah, it's he's like, writing okay. all
0: those too. That's true. God. Damn. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, I can't blame him for being like, I don't know if I want to direct this yet, but I guess so. I is. guess so. He's going to yeah. do it. All right. So um, one of the things that kind of slipped under the radar that I thought would be appropriate for us to cover because less people are talking about this and uh, it's Batman related is that uh, there were rumors reporting that Robert Pattinson is going to show up in the Penguin show on HBO Max but not as Batman, but as Bruce Wayne or the Drifter. And a quote from Comic Book Resources saying, quote, the TV rights for Batman are caught up in a legal limbo involving Fox, Disney, and a trio of mergers. And James Glenn was quick to reply, this is not true.
0: This is the dumbest fucking rumor. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing Fox ever had with fucking Batman is Batman 66. And then Mm -hmm. Disney has never had anything to do with Batman ever as far as I know. This is like this is arm. This is armchair keyboard division producers. You know, yeah. Th- like you know, these, I, I, these I will add guys of the internet.
1: ABC Studios was the studio in charge of Batman sixty six. But again, that's Fox and ABC. They were not bought out by Disney at the time in nineteen sixty six.
0: Okay, yeah. So I know, that's I know. still
1: you're you're I, still right on that. I'm just clarifying for other people. Who, who okay, are be yeah. Like ABC, but like no, ABC wasn't bought yet.
0: So you save our uh our uh, save us some comments in the (laughs) the comment section. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is just like it's like everybody's got like a hot rumor about rights and stuff these days, and it's just (laughs) complete bullshit a lot of the time. And it's so great Mm -hmm. to see James Gunn so transparent all the time. And now you see kind of a revolution is what it's seeming like because David Sandberg is like on Twitter a lot talking about kind of being kind of transparent about his thoughts and feelings about Shazam too, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. But he's being transparent as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think it's, this is what happens when people who don't know the industry are the ones reporting on the industry. Keyboard division. This article was written by comic book resources and look, I don't really have anything against them. However, like clearly this is like some form of fan speculation, but under you know under the division of CBR or any sort of reporting that's just going to get re-reported and so other people who you wouldn't expect to know that much about the industry who are fans uh, are going to take that as gospel even though it's not like Hollywood Reporter or Variety but CBR is still a major comic book you know fan site and stuff we've it's-
0: set this uh, behind the paywall a couple times but I don't know if we've ever actually said this on the free version of the show but Just to put it out there, uh, if it's not variety or Hollywood reporter, it's not, I mean, it could be true, but like Mm -hmm. if it's in those two, if it's in either of those two, uh, magazines or websites, it's fucking true. Generally speaking, like 99% of the time, there was some problems with the Cavill story, uh,
1: (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> with comic-con
0: so, Con? didn't variety was it variety that reported it was that? deadline
1: it was deadline well the deadline said there were rumors that cavill was going to show up which technically is true but if deadline is saying he could show up then people took that as gospel which is what happened
0: okay so yeah so deadline's kind of like third or mm-hmm. like like so hollywood reporter and variety are like they both tie for the gold as far as uh entertainment movie reporting is concerned like if, if it's in there it's a it's gospel deadline mm-hmm. is kind of like the silver place silver medalist. um and a lot of these other yeah i don't i don't have anything again you know i like i like looking at rumors too uh but i mean just just what am i trying to say main thing i'm trying to say is if it's not in variety or hollywood reporter don't really believe it until it's
1: in yeah. Hollywood or Variety or Hollywood Reporter or a Variety. Yeah, there's there's that factor as well as like I think fan sites like this do have a responsibility to like report stuff that's accurate and not like speculate like this because it's one thing like the this this tweet Is from art of the Batman, that account like that, that I'm not blaming anything on that account because that account is probably somebody who's not part of the industry, just regurgitating what was already said in CBR, believing CBR to be a reputable source. Like, I I don't blame them for that, but that's what happens uh, is that when you speculate like this, when you have a platform like this, people take that as gospel and they think that's what happens. And I think it's also taking advantage of the fact that like Batman on TV has been kind of in a weird situation lately anyway. You know, you got this Gotham Knight show where he's supposed to be dead, and you don't even see him in the suit. Batwoman, he you don't you don't even see him in the suit. She appropriates his costume. Titans, we get like Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones, but we don't get to see him in costume. Like it's all this weird shit. Uh, if it's so, like I can understand people thinking like, well, there's rights issues, but it it also doesn't really make sense when you think about it. Like let's really think about this. He still appeared in costume at some point. Most of the time, it was a stunt man, but he still appeared I, in costume.
0: I, I... I look nothing against those shows you mentioned. I like Mm -hmm. some episodes Mm -hmm. here and there uh, Mm -hmm. for those, but I, I kind of get the feeling. My gut tells me that this show, this penguin show is probably going to be a cut above. Oh yeah. The other, those other shows,
1: but I I also don't think that Batman's like weird non appearances in those have anything to do with rights issues and stuff. Because like, yeah, if it, if it is a thing where this, because like when I first read this tweet, uh, before Gun chimed in. I'm just like, this sounds like bullshit. This sounds like bullshit because if it was a case where it was TV rights issues due to Batman 66, then why is it specifically Bruce Wayne in a costume, in the Batman costume? Wouldn't anything that was in Batman 66 not be allowed to be done under Warner Brothers at that did, point?
0: You thought about it even too hard, bro. He says well, Fox yeah. and Disney with a trio of mergers. This is not happening. There's yeah, no trio of no, no, no. mergers yeah, happening. No, no, no. I'm just saying like this is like obviously wrong.
1: People were pointing at Batman 66. I'm just like Batman 66 as Robin. Dick Grayson showed up as Robin and Titans. You think that wouldn't have been a problem? And also the biggest thing here is just like, how the fuck are they able to do a Penguin show? Then Penguin was the biggest villain in Batman 66. So it it makes no sense. But like, you know, that's it's again, this is someone who didn't know better reporting speculation as information and other people who can't really be blamed for not knowing better because you know they they don't they're not in the industry uh they're not reporters they read it and they believed it and they regurgitated it on on twitter and we still kind of see this type of stuff and that's why gun steps in and says like hey this ain't true this is not a thing
0: oh yeah so that's the other thing that's the third source if it's variety Hollywood reporter or james, <laughs> james gunn himself gunn. <laughs> you can just trust all those that's good that's good enough yeah
1: so, yeah, what makes more sense to me is that the film division of WB is super protective of Batman as a film character. Probably don't want him to be randomly showing up in alternate versions on TV, just like what Zaslav is already on record being like, there's not going to be four Batman. Well, there sure as fuck isn't going to be, you know, two of them being on TV unless one of them happens to be Robert Pattinson in the Penguin show. <laughs> like, that's it, that's why could, it's been happening.
0: I could see him showing up actually in this show. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll see. I don't think you'll have a big role, though. I You'll probably have like a day of shooting
1: or something. Yeah, but... no, it, it should be. Yeah. The focus should be on Penguin because it's the Penguin show. You know, like yeah, uh, uh, like it, whatever the cameo is. I'm just saying like this whole rights issue thing was stupid. I think what's <laughs> from, from the CBR standpoint,
0: what's good about this, too, is like the whole Reeves versus Batman kind of feels like it has an expiration date on it, which in a way artistically is good. Because they're going to be like, well, we don't have much time. Let's fucking knock everything out and Mm -hmm. not waste a second. So um, that's one aspect I think that's going to make the Reeves verse pretty interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think I I mean, I'm looking forward to it. 2024 is going to be the year of the Batman villains because we get Joker 2 and the Penguin HBO Max show. That's pretty much what we get out of uh, out of D.C. for that year.
0: Yeah, we don't get uh, Superman Legacy until 2025,
1: huh? We're in this weird period where there's a transitionary period and, like, Gunn's thing hasn't, you know, his DCU hasn't really started yet at all. Like, he's the the most is maybe some notes on the final cuts of uh, what's coming out this year, but he creatively isn't really going to be, like, we're not going to see that much of it outside of, like, maybe Creature Commandos and Waller until Superman Legacy, you know? And there's all that uh, internal...
0: is the internal strife at marvel as well where we hear in reports of the vfx like pretty much you know having almost like a commit mutiny <laughs> you know like they, they're not having a good time uh I think victoria victoria, yeah. victoria Alonzo is is stepping down she was the head of uh physical production also post um i don't know the specifics of that of course but mm-hmm. you know it seems like marvel's in a bit of a restructuring and there's like a little bit of a uh like if DC's taking a break, Marvel might take a break too, just because they know that they need to reconfigure to help stave off superhero fatigue. Yeah, that like the it's yeah. just the it's the you know if you look at like Love and Thunder and and other movies, I don't know. Uh Quantum Mania reception. Quantum Mania was like kind of lukewarm too. It's just like you know we're. We're, there's no like end game. There's no Black Panther one. There's no Civil War. Like you mm-hmm. know, we we need to kind of re the last big
1: One was No Way Home, and that's technically Sony.
0: Yeah, we need to like just yeah. Everybody's everybody's reconfiguring. Even even Marvel, even the great and mighty Marvel is is yeah. reconfiguring to help kind of. Uh, well, it shows it shows they care, which I, I which I appreciate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Another news last week. Ben Affleck was talked a lot. We got this other released image of Affleck in the suit from BVS that hadn't been released before. Love and this image. I love this. Yeah. I
0: think, uh, Snyder took this himself,
1: right? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I I'd have to see. Um, I think he has clay Staub as a photographer. No, for no, some no. Of no. These Cla- still, clay, Clay Enos. Clay Enos as well. Okay. Clay Enos. Uh, clay is Enos. The, remember
0: that first shot of Batman, like in silhouette at the Batmobile. Uh, that was Clay Enos, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, check him out on um, on Instagram and Vero, <laughs> but uh, I think this is yeah, he's, shoot then. he's he's Snyder's guy. So E yeah. N O S, man, he's probably mm-hmm. he probably I don't know how much more. Ah, that was
1: the second unit director. I got that oh, mixed okay.
0: Up. okay. Oh, okay. So there's two Clays. Two Clays, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, Clay Enos is is, is like st- still photographer on set. Yeah.
1: So so Enos probably did this one, I would think. But OK, uh, I think Snyder's basically, uh, you know, using this as a teaser for a three day event on the weekend of April. There was also that video of, you know, Lord Darkseid's announcement and stuff. But essentially, it's uh, screening Man of Steel one day, BVS Ultimate Edition another day and the Justice League cut uh, on the last day somewhere in in, um, in different places around Los Angeles. Proceeds go to charity, benefiting those struggling with suicide for obvious reasons. So that uh-huh. um, sounds pretty cool uh, and stuff. And uh, that's not, however, the big reason why Affleck was in the news. <laughs> so uh, we'll just go right to it. The There was an interview asking, so like if DC came to you now and said, do you want to direct something? And Affleck said, absolutely not. <laughs> I have something done. <clears throat> so... Uh, let's talk about this because first off, this isn't really that surprising. I know people were saying, oh, Affleck could direct Batman, the brave and the bold on this podcast. We never reported that. We never carried that on because Affleck for years, years said he left the Batfleck movie because his heart wasn't in it. He wanted someone else who was more passionate about it to take the reins, which is why it went to Matt Reeves. And Reeves definitely has that passion. He feels like.
0: yeah. Wheaton just took all the wind out of Batflex sales, dude. It's just like yeah. I'm not trying to attack whedon for no reason, but I just to just to you know regurgitate what, what he said about that experience on the Justice League reshoots, man. It was yeah. just it was like the worst experience of his life, he said. I mean, yeah. my man was going through rehab. <laughs> Actually, it was probably In more than board. just those reshoots, but but yeah. but but yeah, like it, it was like awful and and it just it just sucks because this is probably this is a guy that loves Batman. Mm-hmm. He finally gets a dream job of being Batman. Everybody hates him at first, and everybody loves him later. And but at the same time, it was just like he he never really got what he wanted. I feel like mm-hmm. you know he yeah. he never got his Deathstroke movie, and now all this uh, upheaval at DC with Zazleven and everything. Anyway, continue what you
1: were to yeah. say. Sorry. Well, basically that like he he just wasn't as he brought up like his heart wasn't in it to do it yeah. or do the the go through with the, the Deathstroke movie with him. So it's, it was tough buying the idea. I'm like, OK, why would he suddenly be down to do the Brave and the Bold? A completely different story from his version. I don't think he's like, is it because he's a huge Damian Wayne fan? Or is it just a case where somebody's making shit up? Which is what it seems like, obviously, considering his response to this. Uh, And on top of that, Affleck already said in the past, he was done working on like other studio based IP stuff. He's got that Air Jordan movie coming out and stuff. And I think he's way happier with that shit than than uh, doing anything here. He was he's that it seemed like his happiest time playing Batman is in five minutes of The Flash, according to this interview. Oh, man, good for him.
0: At least he got that, man. You know, God yeah at least th- at least there's that and the so that too,
1: you know yeah yeah, yeah. But i think part of that is just like hey like you don't have a whole franchise on your shoulders you basically just get a cameo keaton's the big batman out of this movie you know there's not really any pressure on it right so i think that that's probably a, a good amount um now some people have brought up well what about guns saying that they were going to bring affleck in we've got a gun statement from january 3rd from January when the slate was revealed saying that they're working with Affleck who wanted to be a part of the architecture team to bring things together. And, you know, people have accused gun of lying and blowing up smoke to rev up hype in the, in the slate. And here's how, here's how I'll, I'll put it. Either these so-called fans are right. That gun deliberately lied in January with a lie that Affleck can easily debunk in order to dredge up, you know, and gun lies to dredge up support for movies. We're not going to see in three or more years, or this a show business and plans change and people change their mind over the course of a couple of months. This was January 31st. This interview was last week. You think something, maybe something changed in the last couple of months. This is exactly what we were talking about earlier about armchair producers, people who think they know the industry. And if you think everyone's word in this industry is their bond, that every just remote interest is a yes, that success is guaranteed, that things are guaranteed to be made. You don't know shit about this industry it's the land of could have happened. Look at our show. You know, we cover so many unmade scripts and ideas that just don't work out. Like, it's, that's it, the
0: thing they say, <sighs> there's some saying like Hollywood's where is the place where movies don't get made. That, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the Testament to like for every movie that's made, there was like a hundred or more that weren't made. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like the statistics aren't great on that. And you know, yeah, like these armchair producers, this, I don't know, man. This what am I trying to say here? Ben Affleck might have had some interest mm-hmm. with the new direction, but then I don't know, maybe it was Gunn's vision or the vision for the whole DC universe going forward. Maybe Batfleck isn't maybe Affleck wasn't like super into that, and mm-hmm. he's trying to distance himself from that. I, I kind of feel like they want to make when they say Brave and the Bold, I do kind of feel like they're gonna make kind of a lighter Batman. Yeah. And I feel like Batfleck doesn't have his heart in that. He wants to make like a hard R death stroke fight movie, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he had terrible experiences before. So yeah. it's just like, I'm, I'm out, you know, don't worry about me. You guys do your own thing. I'm sure they're on great terms. And again, everything I've said here is speculation. Of course, I'm not, I don't fucking know. I'm a jackass on the internet, but uh, y- you know, yeah, I mean, people, yeah, these plans change. And I do not think Gunn was just saying shit to blow smoke up people's asses. I think it's just they're They were in a volatile state, you know, everything's changing all the time. It looks like they're solidifying now, but uh, you know, he, I mean, Ben Affleck says, I don't want to go in that direction that they're going. Mm -hmm. God, that just tells me that like, they're going to go they're going lighter. And, Mm -hmm. and, and he doesn't want to do that, which is fine. That's just well, how it is. Yeah,
1: in, in interviews, Affleck said, like what appealed to Snyder pitching him the character of Batman was the idea that this was burned out Batman, that this was a Batman who's lost his moral compass. Like it was the it was a like darker, like Batman at his darkest point is why he was interested in it. Um, like yeah, he blames a lot of the reshoot stuff on, on Justice League, but it's kind of like, well, is it a scenario where Affleck just wasn't interested in playing traditional Batman, just in general? He just wanted to kind of play the the darker uh, you know, edges of it uh, and then finally kind of came to terms of it in the five minutes that he's in in the flash where he's just like, yeah, like this is where I nail it. Like, I don't know. We don't know what's in the flash movie, but uh, it, it seems to me based off of his comments that like Snyder had specific vision of Batman that he executed in BVS and, and Affleck was able to do that. And then, you know. After that, it was kind of something that he found less artistically satisfying, which makes sense from the guy who worked on, you know, who did Argo, who did The Town, who did, you know, Gone Girl or Gone Baby Gone. Like it, it just makes sense. Uh, he teams sorry. up with Snyder, he who has, who
0: shares his love for Frank Miller, mm-hmm. you know. So there's, they had a similar artistic taste, and yeah, and again, I don't know anything, but I just, it just, my gut tells me that they're they're just not going to do that not because they hate it. It's just because it's time to do something different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. again, I think most likely scenario is what exactly what you said, you know, Affleck was interested in like, oh, maybe we'll check it out. I'll meet with Gunn. and then he meets with Gun, and he's just like, yeah, like I, I just feel like this isn't for me. And then that's it.
0: And there's there's always, a, especially the position that guns in now and Saffron. Mm-hmm. There's always a, some politics. Let's not say that there's not. Yeah. There's there's got to be some level of that for sure, mm-hmm. but is he deliberately blowing smoke up their asses? Complete hundred percent wholesale. I still don't think so. I just don't. I don't I think don't so know. at all. This is- my gun, my gut. <laughs> again, my gut tells me that gun is uh, pretty much like a, a straight shooter as, as much as
1: he can be. I mean, look at even, his twi- Twitter. I mean, even if he wasn't, like it's still a terrible strategy. Like, why would you yeah, lie about yeah. that? especially yeah, when your yeah, whole yeah. thing is about debunking other people's stuff especially when he's gotten previous trouble with Disney for like past stuff that he used to say he knows that any tweet he puts out is going to be reported somewhere else so it probably came at a time where he's just like yeah he's going to be part of he you know we're trying to figure out ways because they were trying to figure out ways not because he was trying to just like garner up interest because he knows that shit could easily get debunked by Affleck if Affleck just wasn't if that wasn't actually true at the time but right. again Affleck doesn't say anything and then ends up debunking it like two months later which as we know you and I know like anything can happen during that time but well, especially
0: uh, as volatile as it is at the moment yeah
1: yeah, but yeah. other people don't see it that way so it's like alright well you just you don't know this industry you're armchair producers that's just how this is just how it is it's a shame that he doesn't want to be part of it but also if, if he's happy making Air Jordan type of movies then like more power to him get you know get your next Oscar Get you know other stuff that's critically acclaimed. If you if you're not into doing more Batman stuff, the, make the Flash, which seems like that was when he was at his happiest in the role, uh, be your final you know swan song for it. This will be the last time we see both Affleck and presumably Keaton in, in the role, anyway. So just go out with a bang.
0: I mean, you know he he was like everybody's most hated Batman, and he's gonna he's gonna end up as like. The most controversial, but also kind of one of the more loved ones. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's been a hell
1: of a time for his career. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's pretty much the current stuff. Uh, We will be uh, on the Patreon covering Shazam! Fury of the Gods and uh, why it might not have uh, connected with audiences and our own personal opinions about it. Uh, but yeah, this is the part that we're releasing to the public again, as a reminder, Andrew and I will be at WonderCon this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so come up and say hi if you're going, or if you recognize our voices. And, um, (laughs) lastly, someone got confused on how our Patreon works, but these mini episodes we release are only the beginning, the preview part of our $5 tier episodes. That's why some of them have been called Patreon previews. That's also why Andrew at the end of all these says that you get the full episodes behind the paywall. um, I guess I have to explain this, but yeah, the snippet we shared it out to the public is for the public, but the rest of the episodes are exclusive on the $5 tier Patreon. Everything I, there is exclusive.
0: I think it's because this part is also in the behind the paywall part, right? but we just want to keep it all together for the Patreon. Yeah. But this you is like I mean?
1: 25 minutes and the episode we'll record is, will probably be like an hour. So. Yeah. Just try to
0: uh, pay attention to the time codes. If you can to like total runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. But uh, thank All you. All right. uh, definitely thank you to everybody that's already part of the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> and uh if you want to hear more, uh please uh roll on over to uh Patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod where you can become a five dollar tier member where you can hear episode uh well not like the extension of this episode and episodes like it. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we're up to hundred and sixty something episodes now behind the paywall. Yeah. So <laughs> There's a lot of content there, and uh, yeah, we will head on over to Behind the Payall right now.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.